find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, what up, everyone? You are now listening to the freshest podcast in the universe. This is Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the CNN of the streets. We got more coronavirus COVID-19 updates than any other podcast, and we've been talking that pandemic shit since early February. What's really good? This is episode 63, and wow, so much has changed in four days. And like I said, this shit grows every hour, all right? And I just want to say again, anyone who still believes that China only had 90,000 infections or whatever should believe that I have a 19-inch penis, thick. I mean, not a long one, just thick. And if you believe that, then you believe that fucking China has all that bullshit. This, man, fuck out of here. Check this out. China has 1.4 billion people living there and over 700 million people were quarantined, okay? Remember, Wuhan has a population of 11.2 million people. By the time the CCP or CDC even knew that shit hit the fan, 5 million people had left, okay? So imagine, 760 million people quarantined and only 90,000 people got it? You already see the infection rates and how it affects, it doesn't, math don't add up. No one wants to talk about that, okay? Man, this shit is just so stupid. We're not going to get into too much recap, but it's all cap, all right? There's over 50 crematories in the Hubei district, all right, of China. Each of them capable of burning tons of bodies on a daily basis, all right? To this fucking day, they're still burning bodies. Right. They brought in portable incinerators because there's just not enough. It's just crazy. And you're going to tell me that only three or 4,000 people died there? Come on, man. Let's just be real. Let's say they're burning 2,000 bodies a day between 50 crematories, okay? And that's low too, right? It's been well over two months. So just know 100,000 people probably died, okay, off that shit. And if you know me, I'm not with that conspiracy shit. I'm not with that funny, I'm not with none of that foo-foo shit at all whatsoever. I don't believe that fucking 5G fucking phone networks began this shit. I, don't, I told you I don't believe in the boogeyman, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, all right? I don't think that fucking this came from the USA. They're trying to say, oh, it originated in the United States of America. Man, listen, all I'm saying is China was never transparent with their numbers and, um, it's crazy. They're like, oh, we're opening factories now. We're doing this. And the last hospital is like, dog, it's all propaganda. It's all fucking bullshit. It, if anything is a hoax, it's that shit right there. Okay. And again, I, you know, I had factories there. You know, I, I've been to China multiple times. I got people that I know there. Again, I told you some of the head top political figures have family members here in LA. And now they want to leave because they think it's worse over here. It's just fucking crazy, right? But we potentially have half a million people infected in the USA. Okay. You're going to try to tell me 
that we got more people infected here in the U.S. And it's fucked up here. Don't get me wrong. We didn't take care of it. You know, we don't have a government that could just shut down like, you know, the, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And bottom line is, you're going to tell me that we have five times more people than they do and it started there? Come on, man. How fucking stupid are you people? You know, I watched Contagion over the weekend just because it was so fucking crazy how it's relevant to all this shit now. But just know there was over a million people infected in China. Okay. Again, just do the simple math. Do the simple math and you already know. All right. And whether a lot of them have recovered. Okay. These guys created portable hospitals and a lot of shit is still closed there. Um, there's still no fucking cure. Okay, so fuck you. By the way, CNN's been putting out all kinds of shit. I've been watching it I just because we were in quarantine, right? We're just, you know, stay at home. Some of you motherfuckers haven't been staying at home. We'll get into that in a second. But, you know, when you get packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, whatever, they're saying that the fucking virus could live on cardboard for up to 24 hours. Okay? They're saying metal services and plastic services up to three to four days. I've read a lot of different things, all right, in China. And this shit lived, lived fucking seven days. It's crazy. So imagine if you receive clothes or in fabric, it can last nine hours, right? So the good thing is if you're receiving clothes from China, by the time it gets over here, that shit done already fucking died, right? Um, the boxes, depend who's touching them, how, how they get handled. But it's just a fucking nightmare, you know? So back to the USA and Los Angeles. Uh, LA Mayor Eric Garcetti just announced that there's all, all restaurants, bars, movie theaters, entertainment venues, gyms, nightclubs, um, all that type of shit, right? Uh, they will be closed for about 30 days, right? Until further notice, pharmacies, markets, and obviously like sanitation, state jobs, whatever, they're going to stay open. But everyone, they want to work from home. Restaurants will be able to have takeout, but no dining. And But guess who's open still? Uh, IF and Co. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. This is just such a fucking nightmare. We'll get into that another time. But uh, maybe I'll do a COVID-19 IF and Co. sale. You know, but I think right now people should kind of watch their money because uh, we were already head for a recession. Now it's pretty much sure guaranteed we're going to get into one regardless of what kind of bailout the fucking, you know, Trump got for us. It's just fucked up. But again, a lot of new info has come to light. And the top uh, epidemiologists have been talking about this, bringing a lot of good info out and being fully transparent. And a lot of them have called, well, all of them have called out Trump for being an idiot, for downplaying this, and then trying to turn around. I mean, he literally turned this shit around and then just did this shit to try to save his election and try to be reelected. But, you know, to be real, I think that some numbers are going to be hidden because numbers are going up and... um I don't think they're going to be 100% because it, it's going to scare people. And they're not trying to scare people and this and that, whatever. It's like, man, listen, the truth is the fucking truth, man. You know, speaking of truth, I currently now have five friends who are infected with the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. Two are in fucking hell right now. They're just in bad shape. I don't know what to fucking do. Um, they're in the ER. They're in ICU. And one of them is, is in the hospital, is not feeling so good. And then two of them just are quarantined at home, super mild, who knows what the fuck they've been doing. Um, I don't want to speak bad about my homies, you know, but just shit is very real. Eric, you know, Mayor Garcetti said that only uh, in LA, so far out of all the testing they've been doing, only 25% of the test results are coming back positive. 
Okay, only 25%? That, that's fucking amazing. So uh, for LA County, that'll only be 2 million people and fucking infected. Come on, man. What kind of shit is that to say, you know? Anyways, the, the stats won't stay up like that. There's no fucking way. But uh, you guys have to remember, this shit's not going away, okay? Everyone who's listening to this episode right now should know this. 60 to 70% of this entire country, United States of America, is going to get the virus, Okay, I saw a tweet from a guy who said he was visiting Italy two weeks ago and he said, oh, it's super chill here, you know, it's beautiful. Very few people even have masks on. Everyone just out and about having a great time, you know, and that was his fucking tweet. He has a video, he's showing the shit. And like, okay, 10 days after that, that tweet went to, you know, it, it didn't age well, right? The whole fucking country of Italy is on lockdown and now they have 25,000 infected with over 2,000 deaths, okay? And uh, that guy's tweets are totally different when you see him now, like, oh my God, I didn't know. And that's how everyone is. You know, really fucking, the flu kills this and oh, but whatever, it's not a big fucking deal. And I see the people going back and forth, like now they're like kind of like, if they're quiet, I see people deleting comments to me and everything else. And um, they're just misinformed, it's just sad, you know? I saw this uh, this comparison between USA infections in Italy, inf Italian infections in Italy, and um, there's a chart, the graph, and it's from like late February to March 5th. And they're going like, you know, head for head. Let's say for instance, like February 24th, Italy has, uh, you know, 27 infections. The USA have 89. And then February 29th, Italy has 300 infections and USA has 300, whatever. And it just goes on. And it's like, dude, we're matching them. Our, ma our number is actually barely higher than them, except for, you know, it stopped like a week ago or so, right? I can't imagine because we don't have the fucking test. They've been testing. We barely got our tests, all right? They shut down their fucking country a week ago, all right? We haven't. This shit's going to hit us so fucking hard, and we don't deserve it, but Dick Stain, Donald Trump, he didn't want to fucking get ahead of this and listen to the fucking, you know, the specialists, the virologists, epidemiologists, the scientists, the fucking doctors, and, you know... <laughs> Speaking of him, he looks like he's in bad shape. Motherfucker barely spoke yesterday for a few seconds. Who fucking knows he's going to talk in the next two weeks? He's going to be able to talk for a little bit without coughing. He just looks sick. That COVID-19 test was probably bullshit. He probably didn't even take it. I think he has it. He looks sick. But uh, check it out, guys. You have to stop sending out these fake DMs and texts about the military briefing that says there'll be martial law or the Stafford Act and all that shit. Listen, man, I still think that there's going to be a lockdown somehow and everything else, but the way that these are tr just going, it's just crazy. And people get mad at me talking about I'm fear-mongering and, and I'm bringing panic. Listen, man, there's really no nice way to say it. there's a fucking virus out there killing people, okay? And you know what? Going back real quick, let me break this down. The news doesn't tell you all about this, right? Italy at this point now is so overwhelmed and their hospitals are so filled up and they can't handle all this shit. Pretty much they've stated, you could Google this and check it out on, on Yahoo, where you could Yahoo it. So Italy's made the decision that, you know, the people who are over 80 that have are infected, they're just pretty much gonna let them die. Yes, those words, you know, is what I just said is what I said. They're pretty much just kind of giving up on 80-year-olds 80, 80 and over because they'd rather save the young people's lives and it's just fucking crazy, you know? There's no nice way to say, hey, listen, you can catch a disease and someone can die from it. Oh, the numbers aren't really high. It's just crazy, all right? But anyways, the U.S. government tweeted 
to debunk those messages that are going out. They're saying it's fake. Um, there is no federal lockdown. Keep up with the CDC. Da, da, da. It was a basic fucking generic shit. I still believe that the num if the numbers keep skyrocketing, which I know they will, and people keep going out like stupid, dumb motherfuckers, the military is going to get involved and make sure that we have an actual federal quarantine. So stop being dumb. All right? Like, fucking, I see people at spring break and at fucking in Miami. See people in fucking Nashville, Atlanta, Boston going out to bars. Like, do you guys even realize, like, even if you have no symptoms, you could feel really good and you could still spread it. And you got idiots saying, what are you so scared of? You guys are letting the government, you know, make you, you're just, you know, they're trying to spread fear. 97% of the people live from this. And that's the reason why there's so many fucking infections and why it's spreading so fast, you idiots. The flu has never killed in the six digits. There has never been six digits of deaths, death in the USA ever when it comes to the flu. All right? You do the math. What's 3% of 327 million? That's nearly 10 million dead Americans because you dumb fucks want to drink your lattes and drink your IPA beers and avocado bread. You can't just fucking chill at home for a couple weeks and just stay put. It's crazy. Just stay fucking home. Jesus Christ. Now there's going to be a more aggressive quarantine for LA or New York City soon, I bet. And Cuomo's a fucking idiot. He just barely shut down the schools today. The fuck are you doing? Shut the subways down too. The fuck are you doing, man? I bet it's going to be for a 14, 30-day quarantine that that these major cities hit. I heard the National Guard is actually in Seattle from a relative, and I believe it because there's so many deaths there, right? And whatever it is, for all you people who are stuck, uh, you know, the, the people who have been traveling a lot lately, that fucking who knows, oh, I want to go home and want to see, no, no shit. But this shit's been going on for months, and you didn't take it, so you don't think the fucking airport's the last place you got to go? And even, I have friends, they're like, well, what do you want me to do? I got to go see, I mean... I mean, it's just really just un just not smart because a lot of these people are just traveling just for fun and whatever it may be. And for all you people who got stuck, the many thousands of people who got stuck at either Dallas-Fort Worth or O'Hare or even LAX, you jackasses should have been known, all right, that there was going to be a travel ban. Motherfuckers be like, oh, I don't even fucking know. How would you not know half the fucking world, if not even more, is shut down right now? Of course it's going to be a fucking travel ban. And that travel ban is effective as of right now, right? And how many people, all right, let's see. There's thousands of people just in the last 48 hours that probably got infected at the fucking airport being in those six to seven hour lines, all right? Six to seven fucking hours sitting in customs lines. It was insane. You, you have to just Google O'Hare Airport Customs Lines uh, DFW. It's unbelievable. Like imagine you didn't get infected in Europe or Asia or whatever, right? And then you were able to go to the airport, get on the airplane and not get it. And then you get to fucking O'Hare and you fucking catch coronavirus there where people are fucking standing four inches away from each other. It's just fucking, it just... Mind-blowing. Speaking of more dumb fucks, a guy by the name of Matt Colvin out of Tennessee, he took a U-Haul truck with his brother and drove for three, four days all over the state. The entire state. He even went to Kentucky, cleared out every single dollar store that had sanitizers. He cleared out the pharmacies, markets, everything, and he piled up 
18,000 hand sanitizer bottles like a fucking total dirt bag. All right. So he began to sell them on his selling page on Amazon. And um, he was selling them shits for a lot of money. He said he was getting up to $75 a bottle. Some of these fucking things he's paying $2, $3 for. And he made $25,000 total profit, complete profit after fees and everything in just a few days. Then Amazon and eBay banned his seller accounts. And then he was stuck with sitting on fucking many thousands of sanitizer bottles. All right. This fucking asshole is crying about it. Somehow he got it got around, whatever. The New York fucking Times did a story on it. This guy brought fucking attention. What, what are you like, bro? What's wrong with you? And um, he began to get insane amounts of death threats, hate mail, the whole nine. He said he had no idea how bad the crisis was going to be. Like, again, these people, they're just so, they, how do you fucking not know? If the news, you know, oh, I don't want to believe the news. He's ex-military, and he said, listen, I was never intending to hurt anybody. I just wanted to feed my family. Everyone says that shit. You got to stop saying that shit. Oh, you know, I had to kill somebody. Uh, well, I had to feed my son. Bro, what? It's 2020. What the fuck is wrong with you? All right? You drove for days, not even beyond hours. You drove for days and cleared out stores. And you left people stressed out in panic. They couldn't fucking find sanitizer and you resold the shit for five to 10 to 20 times the price that you paid anyways so i guess he's been forced to donate all the sanitizers and all this shit that he bought fucking cleansing uh, disinfectant wipes and everything donated uh three quarters of it to a church and then i think uh, the rest went to first responders or whatever that he had left and now the state of tennessee is prosecuting him for price gouging, there's an actual law about price gouging. And yeah, the law has got involved and they got them and it serves them right. You know, it's, it's unbelievable that people are doing this shit with fucking sanitizer, the fucking masks, baby formula. Like, dog, you people are trying to feed their kids. You, like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's, it's insane. Like, you do it for shoes? Okay, cool. Sneakers aren't a necessity. So, But toilet paper, you know, baby formula things that people actually need like it's just insane you know i did all my shopping over three weeks ago so i don't know i just just fucking crazy uh lax busted thousands of fake coronavirus test kits again what the fuck is wrong with people this could end up killing more people so you take this fake test and obviously it would show that you were negative and then you go out and you get others fucking sick Jesus Christ, another jackass. You got this lady, Katie Williams, who is a teacher or some shit, and she's running for some sort of school board of trustees in the state of Nevada. Okay, she tried to like own the AOC. The AOC tweeted um, for everyone to stay at home. And this dunce, this dingbat, Katie Williams, who's a big Trump supporter, thought she'd be cute. And she replied to her, she goes, I'm not going to stay at home. Um, I'm not old. I don't fall in that at-risk age. I'm 30 years old. So I'm not affected by this in the coronavirus. I just went to Red Robin and I spent 30 minutes there and I ate my hamburger and I took my time, okay? And it was delicious. You wanna know why? Because I do what I want because I live in America. You stupid ass, dumbass bitch. You, first of all, you're not gonna get elected, all right? People don't already fucking destroyed all your shit and it's crazy. And she was like Miss Nevada teacher or some bullshit or some fucking, I don't know. They denounced her that shit too. 
um, all the other things that she thought she was cool and she was involved in in fucking Nevada. They took that. I'm just like, yo, people are fucking just, it, it's insane how dumb some of these fucking hicks are. It's really, I, I can't comprehend at all whatsoever. Guns are selling out all over California. There's fucking long ass lines outside. I've seen lines all over Burbank, Culver City, Orange County. Stores don't even have ammunition anymore. They've sold out of bullets. It's getting wild, all right? And everyone who hates guns would probably wish they would, you know, had one. They're probably going to want to be like, yeah, listen, I wish I had one in a couple weeks, okay? Because you're not going to be able to call the police and everything. They're going to be overwhelmed. With that said, shout out to Fowler Gun Room in Orange, California. And uh, yeah, shout out to my boy Sean, my brand new AR-15. And speaking of guns, look, I'm not big on gun laws. I don't really give a fuck. I'm not a member of the NRA. I don't give a shit, all right? But if the country wanted to ban fully automatic and any type of assault rifle, I, I wouldn't give a shit, okay? I mean, seriously, if, if that was the case, that's fine, all right? I do think that, you know, by law, I, I do, you know, there is a Second Amendment, right, that states we, we have the right to bear arms. But again, as many guns as I own, I only need to have one to protect myself, my home, you know, maybe two, one for my wife, you know. And uh, most Democrats are not big gun supporters. Uh, Joe Biden wants to... He wants to ban them. And uh, again, he wants to make weed illegal and he wants to be controlled by pharma. So guess what? Yeah, fuck you, Joe Biden. I'm not fucking, I'm not even fucking with you at all whatsoever. I, I don't really go out to the polls. I'll go out just to make sure, all right? Now again, I'm not a fan of Bernie. God damn, he's so motherfucking old. Seems cool, um, you know, but for the big shit, it ain't like if Bernie became president, he couldn't fucking control the gun shit anyways. It's not gonna happen. But I do think Bernie Sanders could run our country better than Donald Trump has. All right. I know some people disagree with me. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck. That's my personal opinion. All right. I watched a bit of the debate last night and uh he did kick Joe in the in the nuts a few times. Uh what else, man? You know, speaking of the NBA, because the NBA's banned or uh suspended right now, and they're talking about bringing it back in June. Who knows? Listen, man, this shit, I don't know how the fuck it's gonna come back. It's just a fucking weird fucking time. And I'll be real with you. I definitely think there's multiple players in the NBA that got the COVID-19. Um, what else? My boy Ronnie Feig. He's the owner and founder of Kith. It's a huge fucking uh, you know, streetwear brand or clothing brand. He's he's done well for himself. Store, retail store, the whole nine. He FaceTimed me yesterday and we talked for like 20 minutes about everything and all kinds of shit and how serious this is getting, how it's gonna affect small businesses. You know, all the big businesses, they can they can recover, Nike and shit like that. But um, he's talking about, you know, all the factories he's talked to, all kinds of contingencies he put on contracts and stuff. And he's ahead of the game. But uh, he closed all his stores today. And he's in the middle of developing, like, a, you know, he's got a store opening in summertime in Japan. So, like, I don't fucking know. He's tripping. He's stressed out. But I think he's going to be okay. He's real smart. He's been ahead of the game. He's OG Nike Talk alumni. But um, we were talking, right? And it's crazy. I didn't even fucking know this. I, I didn't know this until, you know, I talked to my friends who are in the, in the garment industry, clothing industry, fashion and stuff. Italy has a huge population of Chinese people and they work in the factories in Italy, just like they work in the factories everywhere else, right? Like Prada or like fucking any other clothing brand, right? So all these Chinese people, they went back home to Wuhan, China for Lunar New Year. And then they came back and that's how all this shit started in Italy and how that shit spread. It's fucking insane. Like, God damn. I, I, I had no idea 
how to put that shit together was like, what the fuck? Um, in silly, stupid news, my boy Chet Hanks, he's actually a good dude, man. He's uh, Tom Hanks' son. He got on my Instagram live yesterday because I fat shamed him. <laughs> and we got into it and it was fucking hilarious. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, uh, you got time to check that out for sure. You can go on my pod, uh, on my Instagram page. And I think that that was like late afternoon. So you could probably still catch um, me and Chet going on Instagram live. It's pretty funny. You know, on a real note, I'm glad his parents are okay. You know, Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks. It was funny because it was the battle between Forrest Gump, the Forrest Gump of hip hop and Forrest Gump's son. You know what? Check it out. Good time for a break. Let's break it up real quick. And uh, when we get back, we're going to get into these fan questions. Yo, Miles, can I get some of that Lakey inspired, please? So what up, y'all? Um, this is the part of the show, if you didn't know, where um, you could leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast page. Go to your Apple Podcast app page, iTunes, whatever. Find Behind the Baller and leave a five-star review. The review that you leave could be in a question form. And what happens is the Dust Brothers go through it. They filter through the shit. And then they send me the questions and I read them off here. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. All right. Uh, VRLA77 writes from Seattle. Hey, Ben, much love from Seattle. Hope you and your family are doing well. Got two questions for you. What's the difference on your outlook on life for when you first started your business to where you are now? Also, how would I be able to get some VVS pens out here? Which business, bro? Um... I mean, it's such a, that's such a broad question. You know, obviously they, they, they mostly all are. Uh, if we're talking about IF and Co, you know, when I first started my IF and Co business, bro, you have to understand in 2005, I was a different person. I was, uh, it was a different time then. I was a newly, very newly millionaire. Um, I just traveled the world, like really, really traveled the motherfucking earth and uh, came back, was like, fuck it, let's do this. And I was just ready to do anything. I was like, cool, man, you know, maybe this makes some money. This is cool at the same time I can floss. You know, I can wear my my inventory and, uh, you know, my outlook was like, hey, man, cool. This could make me like, you know, five, 10 G's a month. And that's cool with me. You know, I I, um, I had a condo at the time. Everything was cool. I, I was doing all right. And then, you know, you go through the struggles and whatever. But where I am now, I mean, if I don't take home five to 10 grand in a day, you know, I kind of feel like, yo, why the fuck did I even, why did, you know, why I even have this business? Why don't I just get rid of this business? You know, um, I know money's different. You know, I think about it all the time. I said, hey, man, what if motherfucking everything were to stop, everything were to go to shit? You know, like in the situation we're in right now, I've been thinking a lot about what's going on and the economy and shit like that. And and uh, even in the economy, and thank God with the Fed rate and stuff, you know, um, my home is worth, you know, a, a lot of money. It's gone up. And, and I think about that. And I think about that more for my kids. So it's not like I'm trying to flip it. You know, this is a, a forever home. Hopefully there'd be one more upgrade I'd do. And that's about it. And if I do that, then I jump into like a, an eight to $10 million house. Other than that, then I'm just not going to, I'm just going to chill. And most likely right now, my, my instincts are telling me just to fucking relax. So with that being said, where I'm out today in business is I look at things differently. You know, I don't get back to everybody. Uh, people 
don't realize that I'm being honest when I tell you that, you know, I avoid a lot of rappers and stuff because uh, the headaches, they want to kick it and hang out. They, they want to hear stories and they want to hear me kick shit. I get it. Um, and that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm tired of doing that. I, I, you know, it depends on if you're, if you're an OG like Cuddy or somebody, you know, I fuck with you. Um, it just really depends on, on where you are financially that, that well as well, you know, but like I got somebody who basically dropped a million with me and he saved my life because the next fucking two, three months could be really shitty for me. Right. So I just look at, I analyze things differently. Whereas before, you know, fuck, oh, you want to spend 10 G's? Cool. Boom. You know, what's profit on 10 G's? What? Two G's, three G's or whatever it may be. You know, it's, it's a different game now, you know? So it's like now you're, I'm selling a brand. Before I was just selling jewelry. Now people are buying because they want to buy from Ben Baller. And, you know, with some of the things that I do, you know, your, your pieces go up in value. If it's done right and, and you deal with it right, you know, anybody else, doesn't matter who the fuck you go to, you're getting spot melted gold for it. That's it. Um, second question, uh, how could you get some VVS out in Seattle? Right now, VVS is going through a nice little transition. Everything that VVS uh, hardware-wise is made, even C-Cell and everything, everything is made in China. No matter who the fuck tells you whatever, the cannabis, the vaping industry, it, it's difficult right now. And, and most of the freight from China has been seized or put to a halt. So I got to figure it out. Right now, VVS is a hot commodity. Um, there is a dude who uh, I won't speak of, but he has been bringing, you know, 500,000 pens to Seattle every single month. They've been going for fucking crazy money, but much love, homie. And, you know, stay safe out in Seattle. Uh, JGLEZ.LV writes GA. Yo, what's good, G? Just want to put your input on gambling and how it did or didn't affect your life. I only asked this because I was raised in Vegas and I haven't heard you talk about your degenerate phase which I can relate to. I'm 26 and I feel like I'm done with gambling, but the social aspect is sometimes hard to let go. Future denounced it in an interview and it gives me some hope. I'm not alone in letting part of this, my lifestyle go. Uh, just curious if you have anything to say based on your experiences. Well, let me say this, man. I've been a gambler since I was uh, 15, right? And I'm being dead serious. I was going to the racetrack, Santa Anita, Hollywood Park. Uh, I was betting on races. I was a fucking straight up. I was addicted to that shit. Then I was running a gambling ring at my school. I was a bookie at school. Um, I was doing scumbag shit. I knew exactly how to fucking manipulate shit. I was playing cards. You name it. I, I've just been fucking super addicted, you know. Um, when I um, was in high school and I got kicked out, I told you I went to, I went to school in Albany. Well, I told my listeners, and I went to Albany High. I was in the Bay Area. Once in a while, um, my brother would have to go out to Reno, and I lived with my brother at the time, so we go to Reno, and I'd use his ID, and even though I look young as fuck, I mean, imagine, dude, I'm 47 now, and people think I'm still in my 30s. Imagine what I looked like when I was fucking 17, you know? So anyways, I would go gamble. You know, I learned how to play blackjack early and all those things. It wasn't until, like, my 20s where, for real, like, it was all... I, I couldn't watch a game without betting at least $7,500 on it. I know that doesn't sound like a lot of money to you, but in 94, 95, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot. And just to watch a game. And then it got to a point where, you know, I couldn't even watch sports because it ruined it. And I was just like thinking of all kinds of shit. And then I was gambling. I was going to Vegas with $300 to try to come up, you know. And then um, when I get some money, I go out there and I'd start getting reckless. You know, I would bet on the wheel. You know, the wheel that has a dollar, the $20, the $10, $5. And I would bet $100 on fucking five, 10, 20, whatever. I would just do stupid shit. It got to the point where I've been in Vegas and lost my money completely. Every single dollar I had, maybe three or four times to where I haven't lost enough money to get home. 
So a buddy had to rent a car and we take a car home. And I, I can't even get into that story. That's a whole nother story. But I've been downtown, like not Binion's downtown, like Golden Nugget downtown, but I'm talking like even more degenerate than that where I'm playing nickel craps. So basically you're just playing the fucking play. You're not even gonna win shit. You know, it's just, I've been through every single, I've played everything, man. You know, obviously right now, if you play Baccarat, you're gonna have the better odds, whatever. I still like blackjack, period. Roulette is cool. Um, to be honest with you, I would say I've maybe lost $1,000 in the last 10 years. I really completely stopped all of that shit. I play here and there just to fuck around, maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there, and I just get it, and I'm in and I'm out. And I just, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, like I said, I think in my entire career, my life, I think I'm 68% with Vegas, which is insane. I never heard of anybody with that. I played poker. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at poker. Um, but I just, I'm just done. People are like, oh, poker and gambling. I mean, bro, I've seen so many guys, the pros, the best and the best, you know, shout out to my boy Tuan and, um, uh, what's my other guy's name? I'm on the world series. Um, fuck Vietnamese cat Nam. And like, um, you know, these guys will be up $2 million, two fucking million dollars, you know, and then they go play cards and lose everything. Then they'll go borrow 50 grand and go back up. And it's like, bro, that's not, I mean, regardless, I understand, you know, you know how you lost and whatever, but. I got kids, man. I got tuitions. I got things to think about. So, you know, I, I can't, I can't live that, that lifestyle no more, but, uh, much love, bro. Um, XX Violet 24 XX writes vacation. Hey Ben, big fan of your vibes and your information on the coronavirus. My question is travel rates are so low now. Would you recommend taking off to Hawaii in April for the weekend? Um, I'll be real with you. Listen, I wouldn't recommend going to Hawaii fucking period. Um, now, you guys have to understand this again. This virus is not going away. Like, you know, like, let's say, for instance, infection rates go down. If you never, if you got it, okay, or, or you and your guy, you and your boy got it, then you got nothing to worry about. You guys got it, whatever. And they say that, you know, the antibodies, I still am skeptical just because I know there's been over a dozen cases of people in Asia who have got it multiple times and it came back harder and most of them end up dying um, people think it's false negatives, but I, I don't know, man. You know, this is such a fucking sophisticated advanced uh, virus. Um, the situation in Hawaii, I spoke to some people in Oahu and a couple other random people. Just, uh, just I talk to people all the time about it because that's what I've been spending my time with. And uh, there's definitely over 100 cases in Hawaii. They haven't even reported it yet. And it's all over the island. There was a guy from Japan, obviously, I think I talked about uh, maybe six or seven episodes ago, who flew in there from Japan. He uh, stayed there for like a week and a half. He infected a bunch of people who fucking knows who he touched, infected his wife, and he stayed at the Hilton in the fucking Maui and just, you know, just reckless shit. You know, people don't understand that, you know, you can spread this shit because you feel good. You don't realize it. So I don't give a fuck how much it costs to get, the, you can get a wife for $25. Why put yourself to that, you know? And, and now, obviously, as I said before, um, it doesn't matter how old you are. People are dying of it in, in you know, in early age now. You know, you, young people are dying. It's, it's crazy. You know, high school kids are getting it here. And it's just, it's a crazy thing, right? What's the part that's that's crazy is you could be on a fucking plane. And I don't know if you're sitting economy or whatever, but you know, it's three to a row, right? Or let's say you're in a middle row and there's five in a row. What if you're sent to a motherfucker like two people next to you that has it and sneezes and whatever it may be? Then what? What about when you're in the airport and you're just dealing with shit and you're just waiting next to somebody? It's 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 just not, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, again, but then listen, you don't have to listen to me. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about me because I have Google alerts. 
And they're not adding me, but I see them talking about me. And a lot of people are saying, hey, listen, I've seen people saying Ben's a fucking retard. Ben Baller is so fucking stupid. I wish Ben Baller would shut the fuck up. He's trying to scare people. In the last 48 hours, I've never seen so many. Yo, everything this fool Ben Baller said would happen has happened. Give this man his flowers. Yo, Ben Baller's podcast is fucking crazy, man. This shit has been real. And you guys are all witnesses. You know, what I say on my podcast, I don't necessarily say on my social media. So it's like, you guys get a lot more. I articulate a lot more here. You know, I elaborate much more into specifics. So um, in long, that's it. In short, no, I wouldn't go to fucking Hawaii. Uh, at woke underscore trucker writes, app idea that definitely fits you. You said you would look into creating an app. If I had an idea that made sense for you, would you be willing to invest some seed money? And what percentage would you want? Would you help with the process of making it popular? Basically, how much involvement would you have? You know, let me be honest with you, man. Uh, the app situation ain't even a, a, a coin toss with me anymore. I think the odds are just less. It, it, it have to, I'm interested, but at the same time, there has to be a process. There would have to be somebody who would have to pretty much have 90% of the platform done, everything ready to go. And then at the last minute, I could come in and give some of my thoughts and then, yeah, if I came in and basically was involved, if I were to put money in, without no money, I'd need 50% of the app just because of what I would bring to the table and certain things that I could do and the connections I have. So could it make sense for you? Yeah, it still could. Because then if I put in money, then, you know, shit, it's a whole different, you have an idea, which is one thing. So if I were you, I'd rather go finance it and go, if you really, listen, that one risk or that one gamble that you're scared to take could be the gamble that changes your life. It could be the one chance, the one risk that changes your life. That's a gem right there. Just to let you know. So if you could find some money somewhere, I suggest you do that before you ask anybody else for money. That's just my personal opinion. All right. At Enuin88, radar question, he writes, with how you drive sometimes, do you use any radar, laser detectors, or hammers? I'll be real with you, man. When I have a laser detector in the car, it's like me going to to a, a place where I know I'm going to get into some shit and having a gun on me. It's just a bad idea, man. Um, yeah, I used to have a Valentine. That motherfucker is is really amazing, especially for jamming. When someone's shooting a radar at you and it jams them, that shit pisses them off. And at that point, they'll pull you over, try to fucking find the radar, and then fucking you get in trouble. and go to it's, just, it's a lot, you know. Definitely, if you got one, it's dope. I think in Virginia, I don't, I don't really know a lot of the other states that they have the, the, the laws with, with like driving over speed and stuff. But I know Virginia, they, you know, they put your ass in jail. They put my boy Paul in jail for every mile over uh, 90 he did or something. I forgot, but it was fucked up. Um, when I'm driving crazy, you know, and I haven't been on a drive in a long fucking time. I need to really get out there. I've just been lacking, man. Um, my boy Brandon, man, he's an insane driver. He's a great fucking kid. He's, he's just a... Uh, I think he spends too much time with himself, man. He's a great dude, but he's he's an amazing driver. I need to get with him and get in his car. But he's uh he's had a, a laser detector in most of his cars too. Um but yeah, man, you know, when you get a radar, you know, obviously you're gonna save yourself a lot of hassle and everything else. Cause when you get pulled over, man, just that one time, that luck, you get everything. You know, you're going to jail, dude. Period. There's no if, ands, or buts, you know, and I have a great attorney, but at this point, you know, it's just it's fuck it, it's a nightmare. Um Har Die Dre writes, love the podcast. First ever I've listened to a podcast and it really entertains me. What's your advice when starting a streetwear clothing brand? Let me be honest with you, man. Don't start one. 
you have a better chance to do anything else. If you have to, I would start the streetwear brand off of a clever slogan for something clever, something tricky. If you're just trying to come on a design aesthetic, you know, aspect or, you know, that way, I mean, it's, it's really tough, dude. I mean, Virgil Abloh, and I don't say his name, like other people are like, hey, Virgil, you know, from Louis Vuitton. I mean, I've known Virgil for, fuck, known Virgil for like 13, 14 years, maybe. Um, he said streetwear is dead, and, he, and I was like, come on, bro. But the, when he elaborated in, in an interview, I, I understood it, and it's right. And right now, it really is, man. And another thing, too, is we're about to enter an insane recession. And it, recession was already coming. Now this corona shit hit. Um, and what I mean by, by like a, a cool slogan is, you know, when Neek did anti-social social club it was funny you know he had he had a, you know a unique little you know font and it was anti-social social club right like you know you're anti-social he was on that emo shit before that he had uh um been asian you know they had been trail he had been asian azn he was just really clever you know like if you have something like that you could build off of that then from there once you generate some money you know you could fuck around and see if, if it goes somewhere but uh again i, I suggest against it you know that, that's that's me Gillespie 24 writes, stay safe and healthy. I have to say podcast 61, everyone needs to totally listen to. Thank you for keeping it real. I am planning a trip to Palm Springs, LA. My son is a powerlifting uh, and he has a competition down there. I went to an Airbnb. Uh, what is a good area to stay and what are some good Korean restaurants the locals go to? Thank you for in advance. Keep doing what you're doing. It is amazing. Jessica, um, Jessica, you got me completely fucking confused right now. Palm Springs in LA is like, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It's like talking about like San Francisco and fucking uh, Portland, Oregon. It's, it's, we're talking so far, you know, Palm Springs is two hours away from LA. Um, I wouldn't even fucking know where to begin. As far as Palm Springs, I don't really stay out there. You know, I'm, when I go to Coachella, I'm kind of in and out. Even if I stay overnight, I'm not going to hit a restaurant or nothing. If I see something like a Chick-fil-A or something quick, boom. If I see a Carl's Jr., Carl's Jr. right now is kind of my go-to. Sorry to, to do this sidebar, but that beyond that vegan western bacon cheeseburger um obviously doesn't come with bacon but you do that shit with um with cheese make it vegetarian I, I fuck with it heavy all right going back on uh palm springs is a weird area i can't really recommend anything um the ritz carlton and rancho mirage is obviously the only hotel i really fuck with if you have young kids the omni's dope uh airbnb is a whole different thing i don't really know as far as los angeles uh you might want to chill out a little bit or do a little more research but you know I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to go to Koreatown, you don't got to go further than go down 6th Street and you could stay between Catalina and Alexandria on 6th Street. And I'm being serious. You could just blindfold yourself and walk in anything. Uh, if you listen to my restaurants episode, that would probably give you a lot, a lot more uh, insight on good restaurants in, in uh, Koreatown. Mondo1000 writes, Tiger Belly. Yo, what up, Ben? I love listening to your podcast. I also enjoy listening to you on other podcasts. Would you ever go on Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee? He recently had one uh, Roy Choi on it, and it was great. I'd love to hear you on it. Um, yeah, man, why don't you guys, if you guys want to hear me on Tiger Belly, hit up Bobby uh, Bobby Lee. I've actually flew on a plane with Bobby Lee. We've sat next to each other in first class. Cool dude, um, whatever. Um, it's a funny guy. I don't really have any much more to say about him. You know what I'm saying? Roy Choi is my dude. That's my guy. You know, we I grew up with that. That's my dog. Um, but if you want, man, why don't you guys message uh, Bobby Lee? I have no idea. DM him, email him. I have no idea how I'm going to go on the show. And if he wants me to go on there, cool. Uh, and yeah, I'd be down.
Boof Bay writes, love the podcast, and asks, can we expect a DJ Muggs podcast? Again, when this coronavirus thing dies down, um, Muggs would be dope to even do on a phone call. Uh, we got so much history. Um, the Be Real thing was much more personal. Me and Muggs is uh, much more just just a real OG respect thing. I would love to hear some stories out of him. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, he, he's on the list. And and sure, he's something I've even pursued. And plus, he's a friend. Um, very per se writes, question on creation Hey, Ben, I've known you as a jeweler for a while, and I've been tuning to your podcast for about a month or so now, and real shit, you keep it more entertained and informed than any other podcast. I plan on starting a podcast of my own once the virus blows over, if it blows over. <laughs> but if you don't mind me asking, what recording equipment do you use for on-the-go podcast? Much love to your channel, and I hope to hear that as well with you and your young one on the air next. Um, so pretty much... The standard microphone that you should get, you could just, if, if you're not going to have anybody on your show, you just want to have one mic and start off, you know, it's really not that expensive. Now, if you really are just broke as fuck, then we got a different situation. But this is the same microphone that Joe Rogan uses, that Drake uses, that, you know, even my recorder is very, um, it's the, the hot recorder that everyone uses. It's great. Um, of course, the Dust Brothers is what makes it sound so good as well when they're mixing in the studio. But the Shure SM7B, microphone is the standard industry standard all right so you want to get a sure h s h u r e sure seven sm seven b the zoom h6 handy recorder is what i record out of so you get that obviously master dynamics are my headphones you can go get some beats go get something else master dynamics is if you want the, the best sound it's the the best fucking sounding headphone i've ever used in my entire life that is not an ad that is real um I use Mogami XLR cables. You know, after that, you need it. You know, an aux cord for your headphones. Um, you know, you need batteries. But for the most part, yeah, um, you need a, a memory stick. You know, you need, you need an SD card. Get something that's big. You know, 128 gigs at least, or 64 gigs at least. You can get a microphone holder, microphone stand. But yeah, the Shure um, SM7B is the standard, and, and, and it's excellent. The Zoom H6 Handy Recorder is also excellent. The recorder is like $350, not that much. The mic is also like $300. Um, you can start getting extra mics when you want. If there's other stuff that you want to get, I can break that down later. But those are the essentials, man. Those are the things you really need. Okay. This guy, Kokini123, writes, yo, yo. And his question is, yo. <laughs> uh, view from my side writes, hustle. And he spelled it in Nipsey Hussle's way. Uh, much love from the Yay Area E40 voice, San Jose exact. Will you be doing a tribute for episode for my guy Nipsey Hussle this month? Appreciate every episode you do. Drop real jewels I use. Um, fuck, man. I didn't even realize that shit, man. It's been already a motherfucking year since Nip has passed. Um, I don't know, you know. I kind of said everything I needed to say about Nip. Might say a few more words. I don't know if I do a full tribute. Uh, this is not a music podcast, a business one, even though he was a super business dude. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't figured it out. Um, but I definitely, you know, I'll give some, show some love and uh, continue to show love and positivity to Lauren London and his kids, his brother, uh, Black Sam, which I actually do want to get Black on the show, Sam on the show. Uh, Y-H-B-B-J-K-I-Y-G-G-G-G-H-J-K-I. 
motherfucker. I hope that ain't no fucking name. Uh, best podcast in the game. Thoughts on Jay Park getting slapped at UFC. Here we motherfucking go. That actually started some shit. Got into some gang shit. Got involved in some some exchanges, some words. You know what? I'll speak on it. Jay's my dog. He's never ever. This dude Jay Park is a is a is a great guy, right? I've, I've mentioned him several times in the podcast. In fact, he's gonna get on the podcast soon. He is a dude who came from fuck adversity. He came from just this dude went. He's one of the only people in K-pop that went against the grain, left and came back and still did his thing. And if anything, he deserves to have an ego. Never has one around me. I never see it very much. He takes care of insane amount of people. He has two record labels. He's a pretty boy. He's a good dude. He trains. He's a good kid. Not a violent person. Um, he recently got involved with, with Korean Zombie, you know, the MMA fighter. And uh, I'm not exactly sure, even though we talk all the time and he's a close friend. I don't know if he's managing him through AOMG. I don't know what the situation is. AOMG is one of Jay Park's uh, labels. And... Um, He's his translator because Korean Zombie doesn't speak English. So he translated something at a UFC fight a month or two ago. And I guess uh, Brian Ortega was supposed to fight Korean Zombie. It didn't happen or something. Somehow, some way, Jay Park translated something and said, uh, stop ducking and fight the fight, whatever. I think Brian got uh, injured or something, whatever. I don't know what the fucking exact situation was. So I guess uh, Ortega said, um, hey, man, I'm going to smack the shit out of you when I see you. So these dudes were at a fucking UFC fight uh, a week or so ago, and uh, they're in Vegas, and they were sitting there. From what I'm hearing, from somebody who doesn't know Brian, doesn't know Jay, and doesn't know fucking Korean Zombie, but he's involved in the UFC. And um, they were sitting down, chilling, talking, really like, you know, a seat away from each other, whatever. And when Korean Zombie went to the bathroom, Brian got up and slapped Jay Park. Now... Brian, you know, Ortega, he's he's a fighter, he's professional, cool. He's from he's from what? Harbor City, right? From he's from uh he's from LA, right? He's from a barrio. You know, he's tied in with some some essays and shit. And um I thought that was some bitch shit. Cause you slapped a dude that was like a, a fucking, you know, a non fighter, um, someone who's non combative, wasn't talking shit to you and everything else, and then he's got a bunch of dudes around him who who are goons, whatever, and there's that. Listen, we don't need to sit here. This is my podcast, right? I can paint any picture I really want to. The fact of the matter is I've been gang-related since motherfucking 1982, all right? There is a 100% fact, whether I don't give a fuck how young you are, how old you are. I've had guns pulled on me. I've been shot twice. These are facts, right? I took pride for a very long time, the fact that I never had to walk around South Central all through the roughest parts of LA, and I just had love, bloods, crips. Obviously, I ran with the crip game all my life. But Bloods, Crips, Essays, everything, right? Got a cousin in, you know, 18th Street, Desiocho. He's one of the first fucking Asians that was fucking in 18. I'm talking about, you know, and I bang, I, I ran with fucking, with Mexican gangs. I've been cool with everyone, right? But why I've always stayed safe is because I've always took care of people. And to this day, I still got real fucking straight up, got nothing to live for, nothing to lose, straight gangsters, who, if anything, I've taken care of them better than most people in their lives have. So, like, when you got this dude threatening me because I said some shit, like, man, that dude's a punk, whatever, and you got a bunch of guys like, oh, really? We'll fuck you up and da da I was like, man, dog, listen, bro. And they were saying that Jay Park was going to press charges, I guess, or whatever. And I, I had to message Jay Park. I said, listen, one of Brian Ortega's homies, who's a, who's a gangster, 
hit me up. And I said, listen, dog, I ain't gonna let that happen. I'm gonna straight up tell you straight up. I talked to Jay. I said, Jay, you can't fucking press charges, homie. That ain't how G's do it. I know you're not a gangster, but listen, I can't let you do that, homie, because it puts me in a weird situation, right? It's like being around snitch. So Jay's like, yo, dog, I'm not pressing charge against this fool, you know, whatever. So that's what it is. Just unfortunate situation. And, and if shit were to go down, if it's really to go down like that, like if someone's really going to put my life in jeopardy and I take care of people, I know we take care of people too. The only thing is, dog, is I've been around a lot longer and I have a lot to lose. People think when you have nothing to lose, you could just go crazy. That ain't, that, that, that's not true. When you got a lot to lose, you might even go more ham than the motherfucker got nothing. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be more methodical about it. Anyways, on to some positive shit. You know my name rights question. Um, if you had to pick one, which one do you like more or prefer? Your Ferrari F12 or your Ferrari Pista? I don't have F12, dog. I never have. I used to have an FF, which is on the same chassis pretty much, except it has four seats. Well, same, you know, motor, system setup and everything. Um, it's two different type of cars, man. I love my FF. And if it really got down to brass tacks, if it was between my FF and my GTC, if my FF had hi-fi audio, which is the super like thousand watt stereo system, which is really good in the fucking Ferrari and had the panoramic roof and the suspension lifter, I'll be real. I'd probably take the FF over the GTC. I mean, the GTC has a nicer interface, nicer electronics and whatever else. It was something about that exotic feeling in that FF that I fucking loved. I just, I love that car. But when it comes to the Pista, it's, I mean, if I had to have one or two, I'm, I'm gonna take the Pista, you know, it's, you're talking about a fucking insanely beautifully crafted race car. That's street legal. The only thing about the Pista I don't like is the twin turbo. I'm not a huge turbo dude. Um, the FF is naturally aspirated. So, you know, it really is an apple and an orange, man. You know, um, I happen to like oranges better. I happen to like both these motherfuckers though. So it's a difference, kind of like an orange and a mango, you know? So uh, uh, that's the most honest motherfucking answer I can give you. Uh, Wheeze82 writes, the Korean Liam Neeson, uh, Ben is authentic. Well, thank you, brother. That, that's not a question, but thank you very much. And uh, the last question of this episode is, Ron the Nomad, he writes, inspired no other word. Hey man, love the pod. Two quick questions. Do you see yourself maybe doing an episode with a fan in the future? Maybe have some fans send in a short stories about their life and hustle and interview the one that in intrigued you the most. Also, you got to get John Mayer on the show, man. Again, much love from Dallas, my G. Been a fan since you were on the Rapport show and have been a behind the baller fan since episode one. Um... I don't know if that's something I'd do if I have a fan on the show, but what I do want to do is, which uh, Rapport's done a lot, is live podcasts. And when we do live podcasts, I would be down to bring somebody up on stage when I do a live podcast. I've been wanting to do a live podcast for a long time. Uh, the Dust Brothers have been talking about it. We've been trying to talk about it. And like, um, this coronavirus has fucked everything up. So obviously, it's going to be a while, man. I don't think you people understand the, the way this is, this, the, the toll this is going to take on us is crazy. But um, that would be the closest thing I'd probably do unless you guys, re you know, recommended somebody who, I don't know if he'd be a fan or whatever it could be, but, it, you know, he had a really successful business that he pulled out of nowhere and started from nothing. Uh, as far as John Mayer, you know, John's one of the dudes who just be like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it, you know, and um, I have to come up with some dope shit. I have to mix it up because he has, he's such an interesting person. And uh, yeah, I definitely would love to have John on the show, man. And uh, that's all the questions. 
So right about now, Mr. Miles Davis, could you please hit me off with that lake? Lake. Be right back, y'all. Hey, so listen, guys, man, usually my outros are, are at least 7, 10, sometimes 20, 30 minutes. Uh, this is going to be a quick one. So I, I'd like to say this. Thank you very much for all the kind messages about my son, London. He is doing better. He uh, he hit a 97 on saturation levels. Uh, riders, I don't know what's going on with him, man, um, but all of us are healthy. We are in the process of getting ready for this quarantine which means we're ready for two weeks, ready for a month. Um, again, very blessed. You know, I, I'm excited that I'm prepared for all this. I feel for the people who don't have it. Uh, I have to just painfully say this one last time. You guys, man, you don't realize this isn't about fear. This isn't about a hoax. This isn't about a conspiracy. Um, there's this fucking dude on on Instagram named Jay Manzini or something He's always been a scam artist. He's always giving me scam vibes. Just, I look at him and I could just read right through the dude. And he's just, oh, and he's young too. So it's just like, I could just, just see he's just full of shit. He wrote some shit about hoaxes and stuff and everything else. And then uh, a post before that, he's selling mentoring. And I'm just like, bro, you're too young to even fucking know what a mentor is. You know, even if you're fucking 31, you're just so, I could just tell. It's just multi-level marketing. He understands that that's where you can make money. It's just, you know, if you're really about it, then, Go do all that shit for free, completely, you know. Anyways, going on, there's a lot of people out there that are selling fucking, you know, snake oil. And I just want you guys to understand this, okay. It's not about the government trying to control you, all right. I'm asking the motherfucking government to put us in this motherfucking quarantine because this shit is just, it's people are just so stupid, you know. Be, just be smart, okay. Think before you say anything. Think before you do anything. And that goes for myself. But just know during these times, walking outside, is it worth it? Is it worth risking somebody? If you have nobody in your life, hey man, I feel sorry for you. I don't know what to say. I know being quarantined and being at home by yourself, it can't be easy. You know, I'm sure you gotta do a lot of FaceTimes and things. But what I'm saying is be mindful for the people who are older with health conditions. A lot of people don't even know they have compromised immune systems. They might have heart disease. A lot of people don't go see the doctors. It's a fucked up situation. So all I'm saying before we sign off on today's episode is um, we got a lot that's, you know, uncertainties and, and unknowns that are going to happen in the next few weeks. I'll do my best to report all of that. I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. But just know, Nobody knows how long this is going to last, right? The situation with Italy, you know, where all this is going, just, I, I can't emphasize enough that we've taken so many things for granted. I mean, just going outside. And the more you guys think that this shit is a joke, the longer we're going to be in this situation. So I just pray for all your safety like I said, I got some people right now that, that have the COVID-19 
and I, I, I wish them a, a speedy recovery. If there's any crazy updates, I will do an emergency podcast if it's necessary. But stay indoors. You know, I'm going to be going on live a lot more. I'm going to be talking a lot more shit. And uh, this is the best time for you guys to catch up on the show. I am going to do that top 25 favorite movies of all time. Um, I would do 50 or 100, but a motherfucker would take forever. And I plan to drop that this Thursday. So, again, listen, God bless you guys, man. Subscribe leave a comment, I mean, leave a review, you know, ask a question on there, I'll answer it on here, if you got anything that you want to suggest, anything you want to request, hit up benballerpod at gmail.com, um, oh yeah, I will be giving out the sanitizer and the stickers, um, I'll just be charging shipping, which shouldn't be much, just gotta figure out now, because it's not a sticker anymore, it'd be a padded envelope, so I don't know exactly what it would cost, I'd figure it all out, and see what it runs, couldn't be more than a few dollars, right? Um, people already spend three, four dollars for the stickers, anyways. So, like I said, I'm just doing this for free, just paying for shipping. Uh, please catch up on the episodes. This would be a good time to binge for those who haven't caught up. I've I've heard people, you know, catch up in, in weeks' time, and uh, that's a lot of episodes. But listen, we're signing off. And uh, yo, my guy from Arizona. Well, actually, hold on. Lakey Lake lives in Koreatown. Yo, Lakey Lake, take us home, my G.